When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season two. It's episode 59. Cubs big eat the big bad Braves. Don't forget, you can download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, and of course on Facebook. You can also email us at fly the W670 gmail.com. Crowley, happy Sunday. Oh, absolutely. After seeing what the Cubs did this last week, I mean, how could you not be excited if you are a Cubs fan? Yes, absolutely. And Friday, game one looks like way in the back of the rearview mirror, a game that uh, Kyle Hendricks suggested later that you could just flush. Uh, Cubs end up taking two of three in this series, and they lose game one. That was the Kyle Hendricks-Max Freed game Friday afternoon over at Wrigley Field. Yeah, you know, Kyle came out looking good. I, I was happy. He had Miguel Amaya back there catching. You know, he pitches three perfect innings, and I'm thinking, all right, this is what I wanted to see. But then the Braves offense exploded for seven runs on 11 hits. Back-to-back homers by Matt Olson and Marcelo Zuna. The Braves, Dustin, hit for the cycle in that inning. <laughs> it was a dead single, double, right. triple home. It was just awful. I mean, and, and after that, Kyle Hendricks was done. He did not come back out in the fifth. So, you know, here's the thing. It, it's There are certain teams that just – and certain players that do good against certain teams and do bad against certain teams. We talk about like Ian Happ and the way that he dominates Adam Wainwright just crushes him or the way that Ian Happ does really good against Cincinnati. You know, why is that? Why, why, what's so special about Cincinnati or, or Adam Wainwright? Don't know. It just is. And for whatever reason, Kyle Hendricks record against the Braves is awful. And if the Cubs could try to avoid ever having him face them ever again, that would be great. But Dustin, I was surprised because we talked about the TBD game, which was the following game, game two. And all of a sudden, you know, the game is out of hand. You know, they they call out uh, Hayden Wisniewski. Were you surprised by that? I was shocked by that because I thought it would be either Hayden Wisniewski or Javier Assad. That's what we had said. We ended up being half right, you know, 50-50. But I was surprised that Hayden was the guy. But I think in hindsight, Hayden had a pretty decent outing when he did come in um, and he got to face a really good lineup. So I think that's good experience for the young guy. Right. You know, I, I thought either way, I thought it was going to be a piggyback situation. I thought the second game was going to have Wesniski and then Assad, but because of the outing he had, it just didn't happen. He did, you know, he went three innings. He gave up one run, which was pretty darn good, I think. But uh, you know, it, it's, it was, it, it was a move that it ended up working out. Right. Yep, it ended up working out in the long run. Um, Max Freed looked yeah. okay, right? I mean, you, you know, when you looked at Max Freed, we had no clue what to expect, right? He hadn't pitched in three months. He came out and dominated the Cubs. He was that ace, like he never missed a beat. He goes three innings, six innings. He gives up three hits, no runs. He struck out eight Cubs batters. The Cubs only had four hit, Dustin. Cody Bellinger had two of them. They didn't have an extra base hit, and they were over one with runners in scoring position. Only one guy made it 
past first base. Yeah, that was a really, really frustrating game. Um, I'm glad I hadn't been at that game. That would have really been a bummer to be at at that one. So the Cubs at this point are down 0-1 in the series, and it looks like, oh, boy, here it is. The Cubs are facing the best team. The Cubs are just getting lucky, playing some uh, – you know, teams that were not so hot and then we're going to get a, we're going to get a big old spoonful. And then Saturday we got TBD. We find out that it's Javier Assad. It's raining off and on, not exactly a, a great day for baseball, but yeah, Cubs are going to take this one eight to six Javier Assad versus Bryce Elder against after struggling against Max Freed, the Cubs offense awoke from their slumber against Bryce Elder. He gets the uh, Elder got the first two batters. He fa- uh, walked the first two batters he faced. He got half to ground out, advancing the runners. But this was a big play in the game. Cody Bellinger reached on an air by first baseman Matt Olson. I think he just kind of took the his eye off the ball. He was looking at maybe like a, a three, six, one double play or something like that. But it kind of careens off his gloves. Two run scores. That should have really ended the inning there. And then former brave Dansby Swanson, Dustin, you were asking, was he going to be motivated? Well, he hit a two run blast against his old team. And that put the Cubs up four to nothing. And then the Cubs also made it five to nothing when Jaime Candelario, the candy man hit his first home run back with the Cubs. Uh, His first homer with the Cubs came June 29th, 2017 when he was in his first stint with the Cubs. That was six years and 37 days earlier. So that (laughs) gap between homers is sixth longest in Cubs franchise history. But Dustin, I will tell you what I loved about this game is even though they had a 5 nothing lead, right, the Cubs' offense was able to add runs in the 4th, the 5th, and the 7th innings. And I think, Dustin, that was a big difference from the beginning of the season when this team would score early and then sit on their heels and do nothing the rest of the game. Absolutely. And great observation. All, yep, great observation. All those additional runs, the Cubs needed every single one of them. Every one of them. Yep. But if it was the first half of the season, the Cubs, you know, they, they're going to score five runs in the first, nothing for the next eight innings, and then they're going to lose the game. That's what happened. That's the difference right now. Yep, that is the difference. Uh, they win the close ones, and they keep scoring runs. Right. And, and you know, we're, we're nervous because it's TBD. And then Javier aside, I thought he looked really good. He went 3.2 innings. He gave up two runs on five hits with three Ks and two walks. Uh, Fulmer went 1.1 innings. He didn't give up a run. But Daniel Palencia struggled. He walked the bases loaded before Ross got him out of the game. And then Mark Leiter came in and minimized the damage. He gave up two runs on a single by Ronald Acuna. But, you know, it could have been way, way worse. And uh, Alzali came into the game the ninth to close it out, but he but. gave up a two-run homer to Matt <laughs> Olson. Really making you nervous after that. Right. I mean, like you talked about earlier, Dustin, the Cubs have played some pretty mediocre to bad teams lately. This is a team top to bottom. I mean, any one of those guys could just pop off a homer. That's that's what makes this team so scary, and it probably makes them the odds-on favorite to win the NL uh, to win the NL pennant. Because I just looked at this team and I'm like, oh my god, there's no break at all. And we, we talk about that sometimes with the Cubs when you had like Master Boney and Barnhart and someone else, you know, where you have like three guys where the pitcher can just easily cruise. There's no rest when you're facing these Braves. None, none at all. And their core is, uh, I think, signed to like 2027. They got six guys that are signed through 2027. So this team's going to be good for a long, long time. All right. So it's one game apiece. And uh, game three, we've got uh, probably the Cubs ace, Charlie, uh, Justin Steele, going against the uh, Braves uh, version of Kyle Hendricks and Charlie Morton. 
Yeah, the Cubs are going to win this one six to four. You got the rubber match and, you know, Justin Steele, like you said, on the mound, but the Braves struck first scoring two in the third when Matt Olson hit a two run bomb. But the Cubs offense struck back with two of their own in the third. Cubs loaded the bases. Ian Happ grounds into a force out. Amaya scores. Cubs were down two to one. And then Cody Bellinger and Dansby Swanson both draw walks to tie up the game. The Braves scored another run in the fifth on a Matt Olson single, but it could have been worse. Mike Talkman threw out Ronald Acuna at the plate. That was critical because that inning could have gotten away from them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, I know what you're saying. I mean, just Talkman just really kind of, you know, even if he doesn't get a hit, he's always doing something. That's the, whether it's that defensive play or whether, you know, sometimes he even when he gets an out, it's a productive out. He may see eight or nine pitches. I just, he's really kind of been a catalyst for this. Team. He, he, he really has Crowley. He really, really has. I, 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 you cannot give him enough kudos so far this season. Right. The offense are going to uh, fight right back in the fifth uh, when the, with scoring three times in the bottom of the fifth, Ian Happ, Cody Bellinger and Heimer Candelario all drove in runs. That candy man deal is looking really good right now. But, Dustin, one of the biggest moments of the game came in the sixth inning. The Braves loaded the bases with only one out against Steele. Steele's pulled for Michael Fulmer, and he had to face the best Braves hitters, in my opinion, right? So, first off, he has to face Ronald Acuna. He hits him to make it 5-4. to four. Hits him with the bases loaded, and I'm going, oh, God, here we go. But he strikes out Ozzie Albies and Austin Riley to get out of the jam with the lead preserve. And I think that really was a huge, like, like Pat Hughes likes to say, a turning point moment. And, I, and it was just so awesome to see uh, Fulmer do that for the Cubs. And that's two days in a row, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and you know, with with this, Steele gets his 13th win. Al, uh, Edward Alzali picks up the save. But, Dustin, looking at these three games, the, the Cubs now for the week, they had a homestand. They went 5-2. and two. The first team they played was the Cincinnati Reds, who were in first place when the Cubs started playing them, right? Then they play the best team in all of baseball record-wise in the Braves. So this is that was a tough week. That was a week I had my calendar circled, and I'm saying, oh, God, just kind of try to, you know, if you can go three and four, I would have been happy. And they take five of two. They've won six straight series That's and 13 the of their last 16 games, yep. Dustin. Won six straight series. That's unbelievable. All <laughs> that stuff. And they've been scoring so many runs since the All-Star break. It's just great. And I would tell you too, Dustin, that that uh, Pat Hughes and and Ron Coomer both mentioned it plenty of times. If you were listening to 670, the score on uh, using the Odyssey app, but I will tell you this: that was a playoff atmosphere at Wrigley Field. Probably something we haven't seen since I don't know 2021, early 2021. But there's a lot of guys on this team that got some really valuable experience. You played a great team. You had some really tough situations. And when you talk about guys like uh, Christopher Morrell or Justin Steele or, you know, some of these guys that don't have the experience, I thought that this was a really, really important test. And I think the Cubs came out of it uh, looking really good and passing with flying colors. And this is a team right now, like I said, that that, that is hot. Yes, yes, indeed. Let's hope they can keep that going. Coming up next, a trip out to New York to take on the Metropolitans.